Welcome back to the Maury Voynich Show. Next on the show, I'm joined by Bobby Ray Tipton. Now, Bobby Ray is a hardworking American. He likes to come home after a hard day at work, crack open a cold one, and just relax, especially at the end of a hard work week. But something is tearing this family apart. That's right, Maury. Now, I won't point out that for, for the purposes of being as, as accurate as possible, I, it was a 12-er of Budweiser Select because I've, I've developed a palate for a finer beer, and I, I had a 12-pack 12, a 12 of Budweiser Select that I took home, and I, I, I was enjoying it. And w- when I woke up in the living room the next morning, it was gone. Now, I'll tell you right now, I had three beards. I'm not asking for the world here. I'm not asking for a handout. I just want nine Budweiser selects returned to me by whatever or whoever or whatever or whoever took them. Now, Bobby Ray, you said that this is not just a case of a misplaced 12-pack. It was a niner. There was a nine, you, you nine beers three. left. I drank three. You drank three of That's them. That's on me. Now I, I'm not looking for a, a whole 12-pack. Okay. okay. Now, you said it's not just a case of a missing niner no. or a misplaced niner. Mm-hmm. You think something is behind this. Well, I don't think it. I know it. It was the Boone County wood snoot that took my beers. I know I'm the only one making a stand here and telling the truth that it was the Boone County wood snoot what took my beers. Ain't nobody else going to take my beers from me. But that wood snoot, it's always watching, just just sitting at the edge of your lot, just sitting in the trees watching you, wanting what you want. When it's it's got one orange eye and one yellow eye, according to tails. But I think I think the yellow one turns green sometimes. Is what I think. Now this is not what your girlfriend thinks. No, no, you know what? It is not what my girlfriend thinks, and it's a lack of support, and it's a lack of belief in me, and it is it is insulting, and it's hurtful, and it's stupid. Because you know we've got her just backstage. What? She is backstage. And there she is. There she's oh, up hell. on the monitor. Oh, hello. Oh, you she can't so, hear you. She can't she actually looks hear so you. So good on TV. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love her. I love her. But she is wrong, and it uh, hurts that she's betraying me. This is Crystal Higgins, and let's hear what she has had to say about this. I love you, Crystal. Uh, she still can't hear you. Okay. Bobby Ray got up one morning, and he was so pissed. He thought somebody done took his beers. He thinks it's that stupid-ass Boone County Woodsnoot. I think that's stupid. I think that it is not a Boone County Woodsnoot because there is no Boone County Woodsnoot. And I told him he's stupid. I told him he had drunk them himself. He doesn't think so, but Maury, I think that he drunk them himself, and I think there is no Boone County Wood Snoot. That woman on the TV is not the woman that I love. That is a liar. All right, well, how about we bring her on out here and ask her. Everybody, welcome to the stage, Crystal Higgins. I still love you, but you're lying. You're lying, and I'm telling the truth. All I want is what I work for, and that's nine beer. Come take nine bears away from me, Crystal. I used to let still love you, but I don't know if I want to love you when you tell me that I'm an idiot. Stupid man. No, no, you shut 
don't know. No, you all don't know because I'm the one living in a neighborhood. You're stealing my own nation from me. He's just being stupid. All right, welcome in, Crystal. How are you? Fine, Maury. She ain't fine. She's lying. All right. She's lying. Up, you probably, she's probably stupid. not even fine right now. She probably don't stupid feel good, but she's going to lie to you anyway. She don't care to be nobody's anymore. I took a stand. You're stupid. All right. Now, Crystal, you're the one that says there is no wood snoot, and Bobby Ray here drank the beers himself. Is that right? Yes, Maury, that is right. He's just being stupid because he drank all them beers himself. He don't even remember it, okay? I just think that if you can't own up and be a man to what you've done, oh, then no, you that's just, just crazy. don't you, know you, it ain't crazy. You're just listening to that Cody Dutton and the stupid horse Okay, 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 okay. Let's calm down just a little. Everybody just calm just down. listening to nobody. Crazy. You're listening to I Cody Dutton all day. All right, all right. The snoot at worst is a nuisance. All right. But it is real. All right. All right. It is so, real. Bobby Ray, we sent a team of scientists out to Boone County. We had them do a forensics test. Yeah. And we have the results yeah. of those forensic oh, tests. Oh, well, that's great. Let's get some scientists yeah. in here from the damned universities. We also have a lie detector yeah. test. Bring it on. I can't wait to get the results of that. To prove that I'm right and to clear my good name and to get me my nine bears back. Coming up next on the Maury Voynich Show, Bobby Ray thinks the Boone County wood snoot took his beers. His girlfriend, Crystal, doesn't think so. The emotional results of a lie detector and forensics tests are in, and those results may shock you. Coming up next on Maury Voynich. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm David Flora. I'm David Stecco. This is Blurry Photos. Yeah. We didn't think that uh, this was bad enough for you, so we decided to combine this with the worst form of television. Right. right. Uh, next week, look for the uh, uh, Blurry Photos Amazing Race. Oh. Actually, Amazing Race is pretty fun to watch. Never seen it. No, uh, we should do it. We should we should okay. sign up for that and do that. Dear Phineas J. C. B. S. the third. Right, right. Uh, we formally tell you that we will be on the next episode, uh, the next season. Sure. Mm-hmm. I really got to get in shape, though. Do you have to like run? Yes. There's a lot of physical stuff that you have to do. Why the f- did you sign us up for this? I mean, it's funnier if you're not in shape. But not on that end of it. It's funny. Uh oh, <laughs> not funny. Ha ha. I think there was one episode, uh, one season. They threw the tabers, the taber toss. I think Caber they, toss. Uh, yeah, that's it. The telephone pole looking thing. Right, right. Caber. Uh, Is yeah. it? Okay. I, I always get there. I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta know what you're doing to a degree. Okay. Well, I'll, you know, step one. I'll watch an episode of the show. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody out there is a producer, knows a producer. Or has any idea how to get on that show? Has slept with a producer. Let and us know. Still didn't get anywhere. <laughs> we could do a reality show. Oh I yeah, think, I think we could do something Unless like. Unless we're too real, <laughs> that's the thing. A couple of weirdos. <laughs> we spend all episode telling telling you about how CD and and we get voted commercialized off. Commercialized it is the first episode because so guys, uh, when are we doing puns? <laughs> <laughs> get the. F- out <laughs> the first assault in the amazing race history occurred this week right everyone ganged up on one team i didn't like how that team uh, comported themselves they just seemed like they were on drugs all of us met together in the winnebago and decided we don't care about winning so long as they lose 
Speaking of being on drugs. <laughs> huh? Huh? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Nice. <laughs> Did you know that we actually have an episode? It's not just us talking <laughs> shit. Okay, right. it still is, but ain't art. This episode, this episode's pretty good. Uh, chock full of Man. just all kinds of uh, of chocolatey goodness. Let me let me let me prolong this magnificence just for a moment by saying I love this episode because it sounds like a hyper paranoid conspiracy, right. and it is one billion percent true and verified a hundred times over. There were there were hearings. This is this is completely true, and it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing about uh, uh, things like this that, that are true, the conspiracies that turn out to be true, is that they still get pushed into the stratosphere yep. of crazy stuff that, that claims are made. Uh, yeah, from... yeah. This one, this one is quite the launch pad. So let's just, uh, without any further ado. F it. Cheesecake recipes. I like to start with, with a nice... Fine granulated and sugar. Uh, and some graham cracker buttery crust. <laughs> there was there was further ado. We lied to you. <laughs> we are tricksters. <laughs> MK Ultra, motherfucker. Oh, fuck. Now, MK Ultra was one of the original Autobots that came over. No. It does sound like a robot, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're thinking of comic books at that point, right? Mm-hmm. We've already got a pun burned. Oh, sorry, bro. Uh, MK Ultra. Wow. We're going to talk about what it is and what are some of the allegations that that arose from this, some mm-hmm. of the theories, some of the conspiracies. I'm uh, going to tell you some of the facts from it because we have facts, <laughs> straight up facts for they're, for this. They're such they're such large facts that they're facts. <laughs> large <Lorge> fact bottom. Large <laughs> lard wallet. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, just some general bullshittery about stuff. MKUltra. So interesting. Uh, let's let's go on and launch into to what it is generally yeah. here. I'll give you an overview. Yeah, give us the, give us the briefest. Uh, MKUltra was a CIA program that began in the 1950s with the aim of experimenting on people to test various things such as mind control, use of drugs as interrogation, and or tools of espionage mm-hmm. uh, and other psychological manipulation yeah, of they, PayPal. They were playing both sides of the coin. Not only did we want to do this to people, we wanted to be able to somehow find a way to train our people to resist it. Right. Because at this point in history, uh, early 50, 53 or so, I think mm-hmm. it started a little earlier, but it became a sanctioned official thing in 53. Mm-hmm. We still had uh, prisoners of war in North Korea. Um, potentially in China. Um, this was fresh off of World War II. And the Korean Cold War. Cold War started up. And it was reported that these were techniques that were being used on our soldiers who were still uh, prisoners. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, well, we need to, we need to learn about this. We, we want to know what's happening to our guys, but we also want to try to develop defenses against it. Which, on the surface, doesn't seem that bad. sure i mean like when you think of the reasoning you're like oh i can kind of see that and that that's the last moment right there the The, that's that's yep that's where rationality just showed up and said you i'm out (laughs) that's where you you hold your breath right before the you hit the water later tater deuces (laughs) (laughs) uh the actual project is called mk 
um, because it came from the CIA's technical services staff. Um, I guess that's the designation for mm-hmm. that. And then Ultra, because... It sounded cool. It's real neat, you guys. It used to be MK Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> it's re- it was a real swell name at the time. <laughs> uh, Ultra was the, the highest level of uh, secret classification mm-hmm. coming out of World War II. That's, so combine it, MK Ultra. Um, it sounds was, pretty cool, though. It was it was an all-encompassing term for a collection of projects or sub-projects, uh, which totaled about 149 uh, in all. Yeah, and and some of these, um, as the, the ultra designation might uh, imply, some of these programs were so secretive, the people participating in them did not know that they were working for the <laughs> CIA. They didn't, the, the, even the source of the funding and the reasoning was kept from the people carrying out the experiments. Yeah. Not to mention some of the uh, subjects of the experiments, which we'll get to later. Yeah. The methods that were used were mostly scientific, but at times they completely violated any and all moral and or ethical codes. And you, there's, there's kind of a line to draw from this from the end of World War II. Um, and I think we've mentioned this before, but Operation Paperclip. Oh, yes. Was an American uh, operation that was under- undertaken at the close of World War II mm-hmm. because uh, one thing the Germans had was a lot of scientists, yep, particularly in the realms of um, uh, avionics, rocket propulsion, uh, genetics. Things that, yeah, things they like They were starting. I mean, I don't think there were genetics at the time, but they were starting in. They, they, they had some horrible ideas and yeah. didn't mind hurting a lot of people. Yeah. But they, they, so they had this, this wealth of knowledge. And so, I mean, one of the reasons we beat the Russians to the moon is because we took these literal rocket scientists yep. from Germany. Werner von Braun. And we, we put them to work for us. Yep. This program then uh, expanded to uh, other pe- uh, people in other scientific endeavors. And, you know, it's, this is one fun thing. You get into a weird area. People would re- refer to them. One of the YouTube videos I watched was like, oh yeah, they took people with advanced um, aerodynamics and rocketry and propulsion, and also all the mind scientists. <laughs> mind scientists to me. <laughs> so we called them mindies, <laughs> right? That's that's the part where I was like, oh, this is one of those videos. <laughs> but they did take all these people, and under the Reich, the people doing this research had no one really to answer to. They had an endless supply of test subjects, and it's not as though there was some inordinately uh, elaborate ethics committee that they needed to run these things through. Are you sure? Quite. (laughs) Just horrifying things. And so even after they were brought over, you know, we had a much more codified system of how we did things, but you, you see this kind of... No one was terribly concerned about the ethics of how this was done. Right. And you kind of see that that bleed over into this a little bit. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about the allegations that are have been put forth of just what this program did mm-hmm. and how far down the rabbit hole uh, people think it may have gotten. Yeah. Keeping in mind, this program lasted a very long time. Oh, yeah. From, the, from its earliest inception to its final... Final closure, 20 years. 20 years. Yep. It went through a, a few reductions, a few name changes, but the program started in 53, ended in 73. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was, this was, again, when you use that initial uh, rationale of 
this is something that's going to happen to our soldiers. This is something we need to be able to deploy and use for our own benefit. You can see why some asshat with a cigar is like, keep funding it more. <laughs> keep funding it, asshats. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see f***ed up kids. <laughs> USA, USA. With the inherent uh, secrecy of the CIA and um, some documented accounts of, of some experiments that, that leaked, ideas on the true, quote, true, unquote, mm-hmm. Uh, nature of the uh, project are all over the place. Oh, yeah. Varied as you want. Now, some allege that the CIA was using this program to create super spies. That's that's one allegation that, that'll get thrown out there for you. Yep. The administration of uh, drugs and or psychological torture could create agents who could be given information as couriers uh, in an altered state of consciousness and then they would deliver this info to to their intended target via returning to this altered state of conscience or maybe a trigger word that puts them into you know what yeah you're you're creating an organic johnny mnemonic you're you're saying if i can if i can find a way to put information into a person's mind that they're not consciously aware of, they can't be tortured for it. Right. They don't, they don't actually know it. And then when we get the person to this other end, we know the technique to put them into this area where we can access that portion of their memory yeah. again and get the information back out. And if somebody grabbed them in between, right. we're safe because yeah, they don't. Yeah, this person would never, ever tell, even under the most heinous torture. Right. And again, you know, that... To an intelligence gathering organization is extremely valuable. Sure. Yeah. And they will apparently do whatever it takes to get that. To to achieve these ends, the CIA used hypnosis, drugs, lobotomy, electroshock, sensory deprivation, sensory overload. Verbal abuse. <laughs> yeah. Like literally they just they just yeah. demoralized some people. It's uh I mean it's the worst things you can imagine. And they had all those tools in their belt. Not only in the United States, but also in Canada. Yeah, it, it uh, uh, went over into Canada and to Montreal a little bit. Some of the drugs that were used, mm-hmm. number one, you're going to hear, this is the champagne of, yeah. of MK Ultra. LSD, lysergic acid, diethylamide, that is the, that's the torchbearer yeah. of drugs for... That was what they put a lot of focus on. Mm -hmm. And we'll tell you why uh, in a minute. They also used heroin. They used ketamine, uh, mushrooms, or or psilocybin, which comes from those. Uh, Mescaline. Marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) Just about about anything anybody could get their hands on it seemed like they were shoving into people right and this is uh this is where some of these not all of them obviously you know marijuana heroin these things have been around for a long time but lsd very new yep yep it is it is it is an unknown quantity and so they think maybe this is the secret sure either could be uh, the key to narnia mm-hmm. <laughs> literally probably for a good number of people it was a key to narnia yeah it's true. Uh, and the sensory experiments, these are... Ugh. Oh, deprivation. Um, the deprivation, they were... They, subjects were blindfolded, earmuffed, had mitts put over their hands. Then they were put into the these small white rooms with uh, a single bed and a light that was kept on the whole time. 
which doesn't matter if you're blindfolded, I guess, but yeah. And yeah, they it were, just messes with you all the more. They were. They, they tell were you that the light's on. Kept in that state for days at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also your sleep deprivation that that plays into it as well. But that the the sleep deprivation comes with mostly uh, the patients that had things like headphones put on them, and then they had these twenty four hour sounds played. Yeah, you know, through through the headphones and apparently their own voice. In some cases, they were just listening to themselves over and over and over just nonstop. Uh, and, and people, you know, were getting sleep deprived and staying awake for, for days at a time. And then they were just studying how that affected them. One of the things that I'd read that they were, they were focusing, uh, some of that, that deprivation research and that sensory, uh, research on was trying to completely uncouple a person's brain from, from any predictive ability. Mm hmm. Um, and I don't think that it, no one thinks about how much they rely on, on that. Like, but you know, that you're, 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 you're predicting 10,000 things in your own mind right now. You're predicting I'm going to be sleepy. In a few <laughs> Did you predict that? <laughs> oh, podcast is over. I'm, um, point proven. <laughs> they, the, the, all the things that you, the cycles of your own body of, of when things happen, um, it's, it's why a phone call at four in the morning alarms you because you have a built-in predictive worldview. Right. Plus your soul can't get back to your body yeah, from that dream. Right. Yeah. It's, it's out there, man. <laughs> um, and so a lot of these, these sleep deprivation, um, these sensory deprivation exercises, the moment you thought you knew it was going to happen or like, oh, this has happened twice now, I guess in an hour someone will come in that person will come in 10 minutes or they won't mm. show up at all. They constantly shifting. And so that this person never knew what to expect next. And that they found that that built a persistent sense of dread, mm. um, which I, I can see, yeah. you, you know, like that would be the default in that case when you don't know what's happening and, oh, and, yeah. and God knows what drugs are running through your system. And, and so you're, you're fighting yourself and you're fighting your environment. Blah. Yeah. I think they would, they would pump people up with, um, some some of these hallucinogenic drugs and then they would pump them full of barbiturates yeah to like bring them down or relax them or like you know it's just up and down up and down up and down and it's amazing and and the program itself <laughs> some people think it's it's intended for mass population control and that yeah. is that is in uh, that and by that i mean brainwashing or mind control right and th- and their their plan was absolutely brainwashing. It was to determine the value or the efficacy of mind control. Was that to be applied to everyone everywhere? I mean, mm. this is a thing that we have heard before on previous episodes. Yeah. That's where you start knock, knock, knocking. That's right. On the door of the old Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Because as, as Tears for Fears so eloquently taught us, everybody wants to rule the world. And uh, according to, you know, really loud opponents of of uh, the old MK Ultra, it apparently is still going on to right. this day and is a uh, very useful tool for the old NWO. Uh, most of Hollywood is brainwashed. Right. Ho- Hollywood and, and uh, pop stars and blah, blah, blah. They're, they're doing the bidding of the elite. Yep. And uh, they do this from propaganda to sexual favors, like all across the board. Whatever, whatever the elite want these idiots to do, they're brainwashed to do it. Which I, which work, which my question is this is brainwashing required for that? Because on a very real level, 
every single person is doing the bidding of some other idiot because they're being promised but most of the time money, I'm sure sometimes sex, but everyone, every, everyone who works at any job is doing the bidding of some other idiot Oh yeah, for money, for, for, for compensation of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the compensation package for people in Hollywood is pretty good. <laughs> well, it depends though. Does that require a brain re, re- maneuvering? The argument that they make is that no, it's not because you sell your soul. Basically, you have to do what they say. You can't speak out if you're being treated like crap. If if there's something that you want to say, you if you say it, your career is dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay, like, I get, okay. There are there are shackles that are put on you in some form or another that make you a slave without being physical shackles. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, that's the I, argument. That's yeah, that's and there. I. I would still argue that that's just called living in a society. If you say something weird, there are always, I mean, I, I live under the same stricture. If I, if I start streaking across Wrigley field and, and, and screaming something crazy, I'll probably lose my job. You know, like I, right. But nobody's forcing you to do that. Like, how do you you know? God, you got me there. (laughs) Next week, Stecco's in jail. (laughs) Hi, I've got I've got ten minutes on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> let's do an episode real quick. <laughs> uh, but it's no, costing me two packs of cigs, dude. <laughs> because because of how long this project went on and how insidious, how at times unethical it was, the lengths that it was went to. I mean, this really is an, a genuine example of 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 everyone's worst nightmare. Yeah, um, and so. Yeah, the people who are inclined to think that this is the most magnificent launch pad on earth for their worst i their worst dream, you know, like that whatever yeah. they want to attack onto it, of course they will because the foundation is is true. It yeah. really happened. Yeah, the government is a player. You don't have to be like an inveterate conspiracy theorist to have the instant question pop up in your mind like well, this is the thing that got came, that that came out. There were hearings, there was newspaper headlines. Dear God, what about what else has happened? Right. What about the things that what, didn't what, get out? Yeah. You know, and um, and it's 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 very scary. I mean, that is that is a reality that this this happened. These people. I mean, the the one uh, the CIA set up brothels in oh, San yeah. Francisco when yeah. they were when they were trying to get people in as a, as a means because they they knew well a John shows up in a brothel, we're gonna dose the shit out of him. We're gonna interrogate him. We're going to do whatever we want with them because they're not going to tell anybody because they went to a brothel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, this is, is amazing. Yeah. And man, there, there are also claims that, that some people are, are taken as children and cloned and programmed to be anything from spies and assassins to sex slaves and personal assistants to, you know, put me down for one of each. <laughs> I want a spy, an assassin, a sex slave, and a personal assistant. Why not get all in one? <laughs> but like, I I was I I've been listening to shows, you know, and reading up on stuff this week, and it's amazing how many people come forward. I'm gonna I'm gonna use quotes on that too. Come forward as having escaped the system. Yeah, telling their tale, writing a, their book about how they were 
you know, the, the sex slave to Henry Kissinger or something. And they had to do everything that they, that he asked. <laughs> Worst job ever. <laughs> but this is, this is what people are saying. This is like, this is the MK ultra program. I'll turn around. <laughs> <laughs> now dance for me. <laughs> that is enough. <laughs> Yes. I have achieved orgasm. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Woof! <laughs> you may leave. I did not think I would be pulling out a Kissinger impersonation oh, tonight. Good. So good for you. Well played. That's probably the the top of the ladder for mm, claims that that I mean that's that's pretty. Yep. Uh, far down down the old uh, well to I mean, dip the bucket. So the well gets pretty deep, though. It gets deep. It gets deep. But I mean, if if you're saying there are clones of you out there, and yeah. so therefore you're expendable because they'll just make another one of you, right? Who and maybe that one is is the one who can shoot the bow and arrow really well, while you're the one who can oh speak God. all the languages. What if what's what if that's what happened to Bobby Ray Tipton? Is that he drank all the beers, but somebody killed him, and they replaced him, and then he didn't remember drinking the beers. Hmm. What? Well, (laughs) if you would like to be reimbursed (laughs) for all the paper towels you used to clean up the brain that just exploded, (laughs) deal with it yourself. That's right. We're getting we're getting good donations and we thank you for them, but yeah. we're not going to pay you back for. (laughs) Oh, also, I forgot this part. This is really important. I have this in my notes here. The uh, the CIA uh, funded brothel operation in San Francisco was called <laughs> Operation oh. Midnight Climax. No bullshit. That's what it was called. Yep. Operation Midnight Climax. <laughs> it was called Operation Eight Zero Zero Eight Five. Do you get it? I do. <laughs> if you don't, turn it upside down. Yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's twice now. Flora, boobs is not a palindrome. You turn it upside down, you get spoob. Jesus, Flora, how many times do say we have to say anything about this? palindromes? <laughs> You're being such a Texas instrument right now. <laughs> yeah, this this midnight operation midnight climax. <laughs> oh, oh my. It was it was meant to seduce and and usually I, I think from what I read, they were trying to target high profile uh, people or officials or, you know, this and that. I, I don't know. Or, or could have been just anybody, I guess. They could but, have just set up a brothel outside of Bohemian Grove, right? Well, apparently they didn't need to. They shipped them in every night. Yeah, that's right. And they were all playing that <laughs> damn grab ass. <laughs> Stupid Nixon <laughs> suckers. Nixon didn't want nothing to do with it. Well, here's here's an extra creep, creepy part about it. They had one-way mirrors in the room yeah. so they could sit there and watch it. Oh, yeah. Smoking get, on uh, them lucky strikes. Get a couple of girls in there. You get uh, some, some LSD in the, uh, yeah, the drink there. And we're going to uh, tie that John to a chair. Going to ask him a few questions. Oh, yeah. Smack him around a bit. <laughs> but they would, they would also film them. So they were watching behind a mirror. They were filming. I mean, this is... <laughs> this is what you see in 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 Hollyweird movies, yeah. right? But they're they're doing this stuff, and and then they were blackmailing these people to reveal secrets. If they didn't reveal their secrets, then they they could show the tape to the world. And I mean, yeah, that's 
Operation Midnight Climax, yo. Yeesh. The last real, the last little rung on the ladder I want to touch on is the uh, the concept of the Manchurian Candidate. Oh, yep, yep. Which is, uh, this is a big fear that people have in regard to uh, MK Ultra. Now, if you're not familiar, the Manchurian Candidate was a uh, uh, 1959 Richard Condon book, book by Richard Condon. Um, Richard Condon wrote the book. He wrote the book. The book that Richard Condon All right. wrote. When Richard Condon sent to write a book. But it was about the book a he wrote was the Manchurian sleeper Candidate agent. By Richard Condon. That the Manchurian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was it was about this sleeper agent that, well, look up the fucking synopsis. <laughs> I'm not going to waste time going over, but it was about somebody who who was uh, uh, American soldier, but 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 had been brainwashed as a prisoner of war and and programmed to kill the president. Read the book, figure it, figure out how. What there's two films. Watch the yeah, films. Yeah, that's right. Who or you could read the book. Or you could read the book. Richard Condon. Damn it. Now, and this is it's becomes almost a trope. I mean, you you see it in in movies and TV shows. Right. And, Naked you know, Gun. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, the the idea of like the oh <laughs> when when somebody says coconuts. Right. That's the trigger, and it's all on now. You know that this the and this crops up over and over, and I think this is the. This is the the real seed of this idea of the 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 human weapon that's just waiting to be activated, right? And they don't even know it, right? Nobody knows it except who programmed them. It's the perfect plan. Now put on the school goat outfit. Unsay <laughs> <laughs> coconut. That makes me happy. Uh, let's let's get into uh, the facts of this thing real quick here, and we can talk about some more after that. We kind of we've we've jumped around a little bit, but uh, in truth, like we're never going to get to all the stuff that we could in Good this whole thing. God, no, you no one no one would appreciate that. <laughs> Most of the info that you hear has MK Ultra, starting with Project Paperclip that we talked about yeah. in the forties. Now, it, experimentation uh, had been going on since the forties, apparently, maybe even before, but there were these quote unquote medical experiments that were being conducted by the Committee on Medical Research and specifically Dr. A. Newton Richards, in which it's estimated that up to 80,000 military servicemen were experimented on in some form, Mm -hmm. uh, along with prisoners at a federal penitentiary in Indiana, and not all of them were willing subjects. Some of them were volunteers, some of them not. And there are film strips still of their research from this time. They have, um, I saw one, of a guy who they dosed up on LSD and then sent him through an obstacle course. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. And this was before MK ultra had officially started. This was just, you know, yeah. this is in the fun freewheeling days. of oh. it. Depending on which side you're reading this from Richards was either a, a, a pioneer of medical research or he was this, this Frankenstein, I'm going to go with Horrible. the ladder. I'm going to lean towards the ladder. That's what I'm going with. That's where I'm putting my nickels when we spend. But that's a, a lot of that's a lot of people to experiment on and and they they say it was in, in anything from dosing them up with LSD to irradiating them and giving them cancer. And again, gassing them. That's the thing that the, that is awful about this because since there are verified terrible things that were done 
then then people are like, oh, then it goes all the way to here too, mm-hmm. and that's it's a hard thing to suss out like what what did and didn't happen because all of it's bad, right? And you get into like this kind of uh, Mengele kind of area where you wonder are the researchers doing this because they have because they're following like they have a protocol. This mm-hmm. is on what I'm trying to determine. This is my this is my variable. I'm going to test it. Blah blah blah. Sure. Or do you get into this this awful dark corner of, of science where you're just like, well, I'm just going to do this and see what happens. Yeah, this is a hobby that I want to. Right. You know, <laughs> like, well, I'm sure this will screw them up real bad, but I want to know how. You know, like, and that that's mm. where that's where the real dark stuff happens when it when it's that that open ended like. Now you're probably asking, well, how can you come at this from a side that's not unethical or immoral? for this guy to to experiment on 80,000 people. Well, one of the things that I read that uh, may have been in his favor was that some of the patients had cancer, terminally ill, had no other choice, so they were just like, yeah, sure, try anything You're right. on me, and, and let's see if anything works. So, Which is actually no longer legal. But some of the experiments that he had led to today's chemotherapy – like mm-hmm. some of the some of the stuff he uh, irradiated some cells, and you know the cancerous cells went away, but then you know later they came back. But I mean, that's that's the two sides of the fence that you're looking at here. Is he a monster or is he a pioneer? Mm-hmm. But this is this kind of lays the groundwork uh, for what comes later. Now, with with the Project Paperclip that we were talking about, the uh, the Nazi scientists we we brought them over. Maybe you're asking, well, why in the hell would we want Nazi scientists? In America, them bald eagle don't need no hat with no spack on it. <laughs> That's what you're thinking. <laughs> well, well, they call them the right now, but I know they all got the Kaiser inside them. <laughs> what if that was, what was that? It was like somebody's genuine objection. <laughs> I don't care about their swastikas or their SS. They're just all Kaiser loving krauts. Some guys just holding on to World War One so yep, hard. That's it. Uh, <laughs> The the reason that they that they did this was that they didn't want the Russians to get them right. They because the, those they were all going to go somewhere. There was going to be a, a, a scientific diaspora, and they they gave them the choice. They they either you either stand trial for the atrocities that you have committed, mm-hmm. or we pay you a bunch of money and you come and um, get us to the moon. In some cases, both. Right. <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah. when faced with that uh, choice, right. Paperclip uh, evolved as the scientists were placed over in the States. Uh, and uh, some of the projects, like I said, built on what uh, Dr. Richards had established. Dr. Reed Richards, right? No. Oh. Siri. Mm. But uh, flame on here. Um, <laughs> we, uh, that was a reference to uh, Johnny Storm, not Reed Richards. I understand that Reed Richards was Mr. Fantastic. I was just making a Fantastic <laughs> Four reference in general. Wow, you slammed the door because there's like there's probably some penalty box lawyers drawing up some initial indictments. <laughs> nice catch. No, you schmucks. I know that Reed Richards was not the Human Torch. Thanks, though. Reed Richards, smash! Come and find me, bitches. Oh no! Oh no! Whole different group. <laughs> Some of the names of the projects that evolved out of Paperclip were Project Bluebird, which is 1949, Project Naomi in 1950, Project Artichoke in 1951, mm-hmm. uh, and then in 1953, 
MKUltra was made official. They had a cake. It uh, was laced with LSD. <laughs> true story. Every, do you think everyone on the in that uh, the entire program would like pack their own lunch and like oh yeah have like a lunchbox well, with a lock on it? Yeah, let, I'll get to that in, a, in just a minute because that is that is funny. Uh, well, it's kind of sad in a way, but <laughs> in 1951, a Swiss pharmaceutical company called Sandoz Pharmaceutical advertised 100 million doses of LSD for sale. Come and get them. Uh, the states, not wanting Russia to get them, again, it's just like if anything's out there that Russia can get their red little hands on. What a magnificent time must it have been to be a manufacturer. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, I just uh, built 240,000 machine guns. Yep. Going to uh, sell them for uh, five million each. That's right. Oh, boy. The Russians really want these things, America. What a, what a, what a wonderland. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Some company just makes all the LSD ever, and then it's like, well, now you guys have to get it, or we'll just open the back door and let all the kids run in here. <laughs> it turned out... That there was only forty thousand doses, forty thousand, not not a hundred million, close, mm. close. Mm. But U.S. bought them up because yeah. you know commies can't get them. Now this LSD was used on patients, both with and without their knowledge. Yeah. The CIA rounded up hookers, addicts, homeless, mental patients, prisoners, dosed them with LSD, and that's what we call Congress now. Oh. <laughs> Zinged. Single tear. It's not funny. Listen to me. They pumped this these people full of LSD. These were people that, you know, weren't in any position to to say no to the gov- to the government forcing them to do something. So they they were observed. Some of them were in labs. Some of them were just you know d- shot up with LSD and, and tossed out on the street. And and then people, the scientists, watched them. The CIA even suggested that uh, some CIA doctors and officers try it themselves to know what it felt like and to be ready if it was ever used against them. Try it. You'll like it. Mm. So now when when you're setting out to. Uh utilize mk ultra the important thing to do is read the back of the label hmm. you want to know everything that you're getting into side effects of engaging in an mk ultra experimental program protocol include substances which will promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient will be discredited in public substances which increase the efficiency of mentation and perception materials which will cause the victim to age faster or slower in maturity Materials which will promote the intoxicating effect of alcohol. Materials which will produce the signs and symptoms of recognized diseases in a reversible way so that they may be used for malingering, etc. Materials which will cause temporary or permanent brain damage and loss of memory. Substances which will enhance the ability of individuals to withstand privation, torture, and coercion during interrogation or so-called brainwashing. Materials and physical methods which will produce amnesia for events preceding and during their use. Physical methods for producing shock and confusion over extended periods of time and capable of surreptitious use. Substances which will produce physical disablement such as paralysis of the legs, acute anemia, etc. Substances which will produce a chemical that can cause blisters. There, Stan, we put it on the list for you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. 
substances which alter the personality structure in such a way that the tendency of the recipient to become dependent upon another is enhanced. A material which will cause mental confusion of such a type that the individual under the influence will find it difficult to maintain a fabrication under questioning. Substances which will lower the ambition and general working efficiency of men when administered in undetectable amounts. Too late. Liquor. Substances which promote weakness or distortion of the eyesight or hearing faculties, preferably without permanent effects. Preferably. Preferably. A knockout pill which can surreptitiously be administered in drinks, food, cigarettes, or as an aerosol, etc., which will be safe to use, provide a maximum of amnesia, and be suitable for use by Asian types on an ad hoc basis. Agent types. Mm-hmm, you know those types. A material which will be surreptitiously administered by the above routes in which very small amounts will make it impossible for a person to perform physical activity. Netflix. Small amounts, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, they had a lot of goals. Uh, you know what? What they could have spent some of that money on? God, anything <laughs> <editor>. else? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I just like the blisters one. That's, yeah. 17 friggin' goals that, that are common. This is just what has come out. Yeah, and from that's, that's from 55. Uh, there were three men that were instrumental in implementation of MKUltra. Uh, there was Dr. Sidney Gottlieb, who ran the tech division for the CIA. George Hunter White, a former Army Office of Strategic Services officer, who ran the secret acid test for Gottlieb. Uh, and then Ike Feldman was a narcotics agent and was under White's direction. Uh, those are some big players, but then worth mentioning, uh, honorable mention, Donald Cameron, who was a Scottish psychiatrist who ran some experiments in Montreal, as we had mentioned earlier, uh, apparently was a pretty vicious bastard who all but tortured patients and gleefully observed them. Yeah. I mean, hearsay, but yeah. apparently he really liked to uh, uh, watch people freak out and ruin their lives. Yeah. I mean, I do too, but I don't force it. You know, if it happens, if I get to see someone freak out and ruin their lives, oh, yeah. great. I'm not going to create the situation. Right, right. If it happens <laughs> in my stairwell and I can record it. <laughs> That's right. From people who are already awful and messed up, then That's right. then it happens. But now Gottlieb uh, started doing experiments on people in the CIA because the whole thing was about being covert and, and right. seeing how people reacted in real life. <laughs> Make uh, sure the guy's got a gun. He would <laughs> get them all f-ed up. He was slipping doses in their coffee, uh, in their food, and just observing them to see what what would happen. <laughs> After a couple of weeks, uh, like you know, some guy's just like eating his sandwich. He's kind of zoned up, and when he looks up, he sees that guy across the room watching him, and he's like, "Ah." <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 now, I mean, people people at CIA were living in fear because they didn't know if they're going to trip balls at any right. point or not. It's funny at the uh, at the beginning, but then it, it 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 turns tragic because some people really can't handle LSD. No, especially leaves. if they don't know that they're going to handle LSD. Right, that's the worst part. I think that if you know you're about to do something like that. You can you can give yourself a pep talk. You can be like, hey, I'm in a safe place. Whatever right. happens, I know I'm okay. But when that just comes out of left field, you don't you don't have that extra awareness. You just know that everything is getting real f***y real fast. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly there are monsters that are that are looking around the corner or maybe uh. you, you turn the doorknob and when you look down, it's not a doorknob anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's a shadow spider. Oh, come on. You just ruined LSD for me. 
and and this point was brought up by uh, Dr. Timothy Leary, who was a an American psychologist. Who Ever was heard of him? Known for being a psychedelic drug champion, uh, and he theorized that bad trips could be countered with the right setting and the right mindset, just like what we're what we're saying. Um, when you slip somebody a dose without them knowing it, it's disastrous. It could break somebody. Right, and it's scientifically useless. <laughs> it's not a controlled environment. Right. You're just you're just somebody over yeah i mean you gotta you gotta believe that gottlieb and some of these other asshats were getting kicks out of this you Mm -hmm. know now a classic story of of how this went wrong involves an army scientist uh, named dr frank olson who received a dose without his knowledge or consent uh and he had a bad trip and he suffered depression and paranoia after it was over after you Mm -hmm. know it had run its course and everything it it messed him up. Like his life was ruined after that. And I think I think just about everybody at some point in their lives has met someone. I think the, the I think you know people people are fast to bandy about the phrase burnout or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I I've met a couple of people in my life that one uh, one unknowing the other was like yeah I I took too much acid. I mm. took a ton of LSD when I was younger, and I I am for the rest of my life not the person that I was going to be. Wow. Um, for this poor guy, uh, he later fell out of a th- uh, window 13 stories high. Boo. But still a mystery if he jumped or was pushed. There's very... Uh, either way. Conflicting uh It's uh, awful either way. Yeah, 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 exactly. He was pushed either way. Right. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good way to put it. In 1973... Uh, the CIA director, Richard Helms, ordered the destruction of all MKUltra files, along with, uh, you know, others, in, in light of the Watergate crap that was going on. Yep. It's just like, burn it all. Yep. Uh, the, the project itself had been losing funding and, and support for almost a decade by that time. Yeah. Anyway. And it wasn't even MKUltra at that point. Mm. Um, I think it was, uh, uh, did it become, it became MK Search in 64. Yeah. And then there was like a few sub projects. The Navy had one. Yeah. That, everybody was, tried it. Um, it was called a perfect concussion. <laughs> it was, I mean, the, the project was called a sub project 54, but they were trying to use ultra low frequencies to, um, either incapac sub aural low frequencies to create, um, windows of amnesia in their subjects. Ugh. I mean, this was about the, I mean, the Navy was trying some crazy shit. Yeah, which we'll get into on a later episode, all mm-hmm. about that whole an experiment gorilla. of sorts. Yeah, with uh, with an American city name. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty pretty it, crazy oh, story. I must um, have gotten hit with a low frequency because I can't remember can't it. Can't remember at the what moment. it is, but we'll get to it again. Mm. <laughs> that was weirdly over ominous. <laughs> so uh, in in seventy three, it it officially ended. Um, but then in, in 74, after a New York Times article came out about uh, CIA experiments, Senator Frank Church of Idaho headed up the Church Committee <laughs> to investigate it, to investigate this article to see yeah. if there was anything to it. And by 1975, an inquiry was held. But the CIA was pretty tight-lipped about it for uh, at least two years. They were denying anything happened. Uh, there were people that were involved that weren't there when... You know, it was claimed MK Ultra was going on, right? So they they didn't have to say anything. They they didn't know anything about it. 
But then two years later, uh, with a Freedom of Information Act request, turned out that some files had escaped destruction and a second inquiry was held in 77. And that's when the shit hit the fan. Right. Everything came out. Well, most stuff came out through um, some of it through the files, not much, but then some uh, some testimonials that, that people gave that were that were involved and uh it, it it pretty well came to light what what had happened but in truth we'll never know exactly all the stuff that went on yeah. because you know and that's the worst part is you can't tell the was it worse than we could possibly imagine or is it just you know or is the worst things better. that people did imagine you know yeah yeah it's it's, it's such a a far reaching program it went on for so long mm-hmm um, there were um, famous people, people you know of, that were test subjects. Who's that? Um, most notably, how about Ted Kaczynski? Oh, how about him? The Unabomber. Um, he was a, a verified uh, subject. There's lots of people who have claimed it. Sure. Um, well, like I said, you know, anybody who wants to get out there and write a book can claim that they were part of it and escaped from it and yeah. lived to tell the tale. Well-known mobster uh, Whitey Bulger. Yep, yep. When he was in prison, um, they he was a, a test subject for it. Uh, there was a, a model in the fifties named Candy Jones who mm-hmm. apparently went through it. People say that the the dude that uh, shot up the movie theater in Aurora, Colorado, was uh, uh, a victim of brainwashing. Really? This this I think, is. I think you, that guy's a victim of just being effing crazy. That's the thing. Like doing these experiments on a person sure would make them effing crazy. But I'm just saying, this is what some people are throwing out there in the the realm of the false flag. This is uh, one of those government things where they they they'll brainwash somebody to to do something or take the fall for uh, a, a horrible tragedy that happens, so that they can then you know, enact whatever law they want or, or make something move forward governmentally. Yeah. I see. I'll tell you why I don't. First of all, I, I hate the very concept of false flags. I mean, I know historically they have happened. There's, you know, the precedents for these things, but it's, it's this, I consider that to be really out on in the, the conspiracy theorist area. Oh, it is. Yeah. And, and I mean, look at Colorado legislature, like what happened? Nothing. They I, they passed a gun law. The two senators who passed it got kicked out of office. They're going to repeal it. Like like there was no there was and so like but you get these people that say anytime something bad happened the government was involved. I mean, uh, especially when it comes to to what happened in Aurora. Like that's I consider that to be the cheapest shittiest form of bandwagoning for people who have and I just the, some weird idea. Something bad happens. Oh, that thing that I believe in. That's it. I told everybody, are you hearing about that thing? Because that's the thing I've been talking about. And that's, I I, I hate that. Well, I hate yeah. it. Yeah. Um, some people really vehemently believe that stuff's connected. I mean, you, you get it with any tragedy that happens. Exactly. It, it, exactly. It'll come out. It's and an, then somebody. It's an attempt to gain uh, an audience by using a thing that people are already paying attention to. That's true. And, and you know, five years later, then you're like, oh, this and this and this are a result of that. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, it's kind of easy to, to, you know, connect the cork board when stuff has already happened. Yeah. If you were to be like, now this is going to happen. And then after that, this is going to happen and you predict it, then exactly that, that gets into another realm. But uh, how, how on earth can you say that you're, uh, 
that you're right because, oh, that huge thing that happened. Yeah. There were consequences from that. And guess what? People made decisions based on that. That proves my point. Yeah. Well, you know, like everything happens because something happens. <laughs> Thank you, Carl Jung. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Captain Carl. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. I can believe that a false flag would happen. Not not saying that this, I believe in this one or, you know, that one or the other one. I'm just saying that I, I would not put it past... Uh, people who want power and money and and all that stuff to harm other people for their own means. Oh for yeah, their, you know their own end. Oh, absolutely, and I and I and I do think that that is a technique that that, that happens um, that governments have employed. I I hate the September tenth, two thousand one, and going forward definition of the false flag. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for the most part, it's destructive and it's disrespectful and it's hurtful to people who have suffered horrible tragedies that, that people say, oh, no, this is all happening because of because uh, this is my personal per- political outlook. And, um, yeah. and and it sucks because it does it does muddy the waters forever. Yeah, because and, they will happen. Someone's going to do it. And and how do you how do you really know? Right. You that's, never do. It's a tough thing, too. Yeah. And like the, the, the people who say that they happen think that they're on the side of the good. They think they're doing it for you. It's like nobody else is calling this out. I'm the one that's, you know, obviously this is what's happening. I'm taking a stand. (laughs) 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 That wood snoot, false flag. Really, really bringing it back to the intro tonight. (laughs) Uh, There was, uh, there was also the, it's, it's, it's hard to boil down the information out of all the stuff that's online. You, you yeah. get a lot of a lot of stuff. Um, there, there was a town that the CIA was alleged to have uh, poisoned the water supply with LSD. Oh yeah, yeah to I see how that. the you know the entire town reacted to stuff, and people were going just nuts. Yeah, in the streets, and 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 were there there may have been deaths from it. I'm I'm not sure. I forget, but it was one of those things where it's mm-hmm. like you you know you did this to people. They they were innocent people. They had no, you know, did not give consent, did not have any knowledge of it. Well, I think it turns out that probably didn't happen. Some people think it, it was uh, ergotism. Er- ergotism, yeah. We talked about it a couple episodes ago. It's a, uh, a fungus. It's yeah. It's a brain fungus that has uh, hallucinogenic properties. It can alter behavior. Makes people go a little cattywampus. Yeah, and, and I think the the going theory or the the going debunk theory for that is that this uh, ergotism is what happened. Mm-hmm. So that's why the and, and it was just maybe a weird coincidence. I think there was even I'm pretty sure there was. I think there was an episode of X Files where uh, Scully gets ergotism like from a tattoo. I think it is, and she starts seeing stuff and going squirrely. Hmm. Yeah. She gets some ink. All right. TV, TV, TV. Meow, meow. So, anyways, that's uh, MK Ultra for you. Woo. And I brainwashed. Close your eyes and swallow this nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I, I, I'm sorry to have uh, uh, sincerely deprived you of puns for an entire week. Oh, what? That's time okay. To, time to take the blindfold. It's okay. We're, we're, we're here. Here you go. Here's your here's your dose of puns. Flora, do you want you want me to go first? Or you want me to go first? Because I'm ready. Sharp like I don't, a knife. Okay. I, I just hope you don't steal mine. Oh, then I'm gonna go first because I hope I do. 
Yeah. In order to test the effects of hallucinogens on larger populations, they they did a lot of work in smaller hospitals and and, and, in in finer West Coast brothels. Meow, meow. But they wanted to know what would happen if they did, say, an entire area of a state. Hmm. Um, So they found a way to to actually inject uh, LSD into chicken products. And that was a project uh, MK Poultry. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. All right, right, Flora, what you got for me, son? Well, I've got a project that actually started in Colorado. Nice. And it was used to uh, uh, curb drug use because drugs are bad. (laughs) It was called... Project Ultra, okay? <laughs> nice. Dr- dr- drugs are bad. <laughs> well played. I like that. Right. Now, there was another uh, CIA project that they ran in the, on the West Coast. They used it more, more in the, the university setting, uh, more the literary, perhaps fantasy readers. And what they would do is they would get students who read a lot of Tolkien. Mm-hmm. They would dose them with LSD. They would wake up wearing a gray robe. They'd put them on a horse and scream, show me the meaning of haste. And they would run them at night because during the day it was a huge nightmare. And that was uh, pro- that was Operation Midnight Shadowfax. <laughs> <laughs> now, show me the meaning of haste. <laughs> and we'll look for you at the first light of dawn That's in the right. east. <laughs> Oh, nice. Nice. All right. Um. (laughs) Some guy with a clipboard and a white lab coat walking (laughs) around with a staff going, well, where did he go? (laughs) He's going to need this. (laughs) Why does he keep calling me a bell rock? (laughs) Excuse me, buddy. Mind if I get around you in this hallway here? I could just... uh, Whoa, 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 What's he whoa. doing with that fire hey, extinguisher? Every, everybody hey, take hey, it hey, easy. Hey. Everybody just cool down. Give me the broom. Give me the broom. <laughs> God, I hate these government projects. <laughs> uh, all right, I've got a, I've got a bro ham who, uh, who likes tripping balls. Oh, yeah, bro. And it makes him act like a bigger asshat than he already is. Not even possible, bro It's an LSD bag. Nice. And that's what I got, them puns. Dude, when you're, you're just tripping balls, it's like your sh- it's like your collar pops itself. Just, <laughs> oh, Flora, Flora, I'm so high right now. I swear to God, I can read emails without a computer right now, man. I'm just plucking them out of the sky, man. Just plucking them out of the air. That's very good. Why don't you read one to me? You are to continue. Tell me what you are seeing. Oh, listen to mail. <laughs> Seeing an email from Darren. That's right. He's got a. He's actually giving us a little bump on uh, number stations, and I think we we maybe even to briefly discuss that that weird Russian site, and they they tracked down where it was, and hmm. there's a. There, I mean, number stations are still going on, and yeah, it's such yeah. a, a weird thing. And uh, also, uh, he wants us to uh, to Scooby Doo uh, some of our cryptids here, and and uh, you know what if the the Pundertaker turned out to just be George Sukolos. <laughs> Pundertaker is way too awesome, and Paul Barrow wouldn't put up with that bullshit. That's true. Calling it right there. 
Moving on in our march of male madness. That's M A I L. <laughs> male madness is in <laughs> August. <laughs> hey, Orange. Yeah. Orange, you don't. Uh, you don't think Apple really loves you, do you? Well, well, sure I do. Apple's so sweet. You understand that the entire world's laughing at you, right? Really. The differences between apples and oranges are the, the basis upon which people describe things that can't be compared. <laughs> oh, what kind of dark lemon motherfucking <laughs> shit is going on here? Why are you always fucking with the salad bowl, dark lemon? <laughs> messing up. Orange and apple were happy. Don't you understand that dark lemon? They were dark happy. lemon just calls it as he sees it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, and what's dark lemon calling today, Mister Flora? Well, he says that we mentioned the Anjikuni disappearance. Singular. Oh. oh. Suck it. And he and uh, says we mentioned how it started to get blown out of proportion by the papers. Uh, one small village soon having a population to rival any metropolis. It was worse than that, though. Soon, entire locations were being invented just to be disappeared on sensationalist front pages. The idea was adapted in the old USSR, too. We too have make newspapers. But they didn't just have locations disappearing. Oh, no. They had bizarre occupancies. Hikers getting lost on the snow. Rumors of death in the mountains and nearly all of it fictional. For someone who wishes to explore the unexplained and explain the unexplored, this counterintelligence is a real nightmare. He's not even sure what's worse, the Anjikuni fake or the Diatlov farce. Oh no, he did not! He did! With a little postscript. F*** the bananas. Get the hell out of the salad bowl. He's just keeping it real. He's just keeping it real. That's right. He's just keeping it real. <laughs> Thanks, Dark Lemon. Thanks, Dark Lemon. Oh, bing bong. Josie's calling. Let her in. <laughs> well, come on in, Josie. <laughs> We've missed you. Have some tea. Oh. Flora just made cookies. <laughs> biscuits. <laughs> she calls them biscuits. That's right. She hits us up with the, the Dover Cliff sounds like Cockney rhyme slang for tits. Yeah. But I don't think you'd say they have something like information out of their boobs. Hmm. I don't know anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so shall it be. Good Good point. <laughs> and thank you for being the lunatic on the bus that's laughing. That's right. The next step is infecting everyone else mm-hmm. to laugh. Get really defensive and just scream, there's a reason I'm laughing. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not crazy. <laughs> or even better, do it really quietly. Just grab the person next to you and go... You know, I'm not crazy. There's a reason I'm laughing. (laughs) I'm laughing at the Dover Cliffs. (laughs) Oh, man. She uh, she does have an idea slash question about the Firth Van Dyke scale. Yes, yes. I'm always open to questions about the Firth Van Dyke scale that Flora does not seem to quite grasp. (laughs) He's got like this inverse calibration thing going. I I, I put Cockney on the bottom. That's, That's... no, Cockney's at the top. It's the most inconceivable of accents. Okay. She, well, she asked, would the queen be the middle ground? She's posh and all, so there's the genteel sense, mm-hmm. but it's also posh, meaning it's not the most common accent to hear on the streets of England. A good point. Ooh, I mean, oh. it would be nice if the queen could be used as the center point to calibrate the whole thing, but I think that she's like a two or a three. 
she's on she's definitely Which is like an, an an eight or a nine for me yeah she's definitely on the first end of the scale oh my god flora have we created like a floor a a a, a celsius and fahrenheit yes, version yes, of the first well, Dyke. i might even be dipping into kelvin territory oh man <laughs> but um, oh god that would that would be so sweet <laughs> if we could use the queen mum as this the central unit it's it's the queen mum is the unit we can all uh, uh, agree on oh yeah but i can't i think that she's too genteel she's mm, towards the first end of the scale well josie also is wondering where the somerset accents and accents from other parts of england fit in she says would other accents from the uk be included or is it strictly an english accent scale boy i'm gonna say it's strictly english yeah accent. i'm gonna go with you on that one floor i agree with now, you there we are not learned men enough to know the Somerset accent. We could look it up, though. We could look it up. I'm going to give it a try right now, though, oh, okay. just just based on the name. Give me Somerset right now. Hello, I'm from Somerset. How are you today? I'm listening to Blurry Photos right now. Is that close? <sighs> that's like that's somewhere between a four and a six. What do you think? What do you think? I don't know. Are you talking about inches that my mouth was yes. apart? <laughs> How much further you should move away from the mic next time you do that. That's yeah, exactly probably right. Probably right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll have to listen to a yeah. Somerset accent and, and figure it out. Yeah. Anything that's uh, on the, the mainland of England. I mean, so Welsh figures in there. Sure. But Irish, no thanks. Sure. And Scottish. Mm-mm. But see that Scotland. That's Liverpool's on there. Liverpool's on there. Bristol. Get a Bristol accent on there. Mm-hmm. Manchester. Oh, we we have some work to do. Yeah, we do. This, the Firth Van Dyke scale is real, and we have to make it real. <laughs> uh, thank you, Josie, though. Thank you for writing yes, in. Yes, Thanks for being uh, crazy a on us. We got an uh, email from our van, JVG. Jigish? What's mm-hmm. Jigish got a, got a rat to it? Oh, yo, he's going to hit us with a pun dog. No. Yes. All right. Just wanted to make sure that in our research for the dream episodes, we watched Sleepless in Seattle. Directed by Nora Pernephrin. Nice. <laughs> that is awesome. Brilliantly done. That's very slick. Very slick, Jay. Well done, you son of a bitch. Dramatic guitar. As I walk this lonely path by myself, I am often reminded of the tales my grandfather told me of the Hacienda. When I look upon those days, I wish I could have been there to see the majesty of Don Luke, to see the steadfast machismo of Sergeant Garcia. But I am forced to leave these episodes in my head as though they were an old black and white television show. And so now, I turn my mind's eye to the past, to the time of Don Luke. Dramatic guitar. <laughs> Don't look, we have enjoyed so many fun stories in this afternoon you spent in my home in the Hacienda, drinking finest wine and enjoying barbecued meats. But Don look, you seem is somehow troubled. Please, tell me. No, Don look. Wait, it's too personal. Pretend as though you have written me a letter and read it to me at this, the table of my own home. Very well, uh, Sergeant Garcia. I shall do as you request. After all, it is your house in. Gracias, Don Luke. Gracias. Uh, de nada, de nada. 
Serge, mucho gusto. Uh, my dear, sweet Sergeant Sergio Garcia. <laughs> this is a good one. I read to you in a most uh, troubled state. Uh-huh. I have recently awoke most violently from a dream in which I was attacked by my wonderful trained dogs. What? Pequeño Pepe and El Diablo Caliente? <laughs> See, both of them. Do you believe this may have been some kind of pet simulation? Oh, oh, but don't don't look. Surely you must know that that is so terribly close to the actual theory of dreams as a threat simulator. (laughs) You're making funny jest, my friend. See, I have taken to wearing a Stetson hat to stave off these dreams. I am told it is composed entirely of... Filter waves. <laughs> your, knowledge, your knowledge of electroencephalography is amazing, Don Luke. <laughs> In other news, <laughs> I have pondered long and hard your idea de una superpotencial denaria. I suppose I propose to you invisibility, uh, but only when blindfolded. That would be the blind leading the blind. Ed, because the other people are blinded to the vision of you, but you yourself are also invisible. Think about it. Uh, with tender regards, uh, Don Luke, ha-ha! <laughs> at this point, Don Luke, although we are still at my kitchen table, I will imagine you to have uh, rakishly leapt from a window or perhaps whipped at a tree branch and swung accordingly. Uh, but may I offer you more mashed potatoes as you are still here a guest in my house? Si, uh, me gusta las papas. <laughs> Gracias, Don Luke. <laughs> and so closes another chilling adventure of Don Luke. What? What? Oh, hey guys, I uh, was just walking by the American base here. Uh, I was going to do some more translating for you, as I am Japanese and your translator. Uh, you couldn't help but notice the sound of grinding gears and uh, and uh, almost electronic screams of a giant lizard. Did you guys hear that? I can't wait to get back to my wife Mitsuko and tell her, I think that's Mechajonzilla coming. Mechajonzilla <laughs> writes in. My Japanese character is my favorite character. <laughs> With a pun, uh, he says, everyone knows that monsters are a common feature in dreams. But what most do not know is that there's a firearm that one can use to slay those Dreamtime monsters. Whoa! It's the Remington. <laughs> well played, Mecha nice. nice. Thanks for gracing us from your watery depths mm-hmm. with a great pun. I hereby draw to order this uh, fine meeting of the uh, no glassware or metal work uh, diners club. Uh, mm-hmm. Please uh, clank your wooden cups up against your chopsticks as best you can. Uh, uh, do bring to order this uh, first dining experience. Uh, take a moment. Uh, gray cat, uh, fancy feast. Uh, Lord Two Stroke, uh, please, if you'll do the honors. Fancy feast is. table. 
Gray Cat Fancy Feast, King of Halloween. <laughs> this is Fancy Feast. This, this is Fancy feast. feast. Fancy Feast. Fancy Feast. King of oh. Halloween. <laughs> What's this? What's this? There's punnage everywhere. What's this? What's this? Yeah, pun in our faces. What does he got? What's he got? Uh, he's got a restaurant in Ireland that you would hole yourself up in for days only eating hamburgers. Oh. It's called St. Patrick's Burgatory. <laughs> I would go there willingly. I would too. It's Sounds brilliant. delicious. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Fancy Feast. You are the fanciest. You are the feastiest. And the king of Halloweensiest. <laughs> So thank you guys very much. Please keep them coming. We'll keep we'll keep our Adam. You know it. We'll we'll get through it. Don't worry. Remember those names, for they are those who love us. Why don't you go in and contribute to the cause by going to blurryphotos.org. Join the war effort. Buy uh, contact us bonds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buy donation bonds. <laughs> there you go. The, except for it's not a bond, you will never see that money again. Sorry. Except uh, orally. Mm. like us on facebook go to twitter and blurry underscore photos stumble upon us youtube us blurry yep. photos podcast go to itunes subscribe and uh, rate us yep give us uh, five stars give us a nice loiter outside our homes become the mayor of the four square of where we live yep so for this episode of blurry photos i have been ellis david flora oh <laughs> really good one and i'm david the perfect concussion stecco <laughs> Wait, did that just happen? Drama unfurls with a lie detector and forensics test. Right now on Mari Voynich. Now, jumping a little ahead here, but Crystal, are we getting the full story or is is there another player in this? Oh yeah, you know there's another player. Why why are you asking her? Because she's the one don't know what's truth and not truth. I'm the one taking the stand. Shut up, because you're run. You're stupid. Colors don't run. Yes, Maury, there is someone else who I am talking to. I've been getting my information from it. Hey, it's a bunch of lies. Hey, shut up. It's Bobby Ray. Bobby Ray's cousin, Cody Dutton. Okay. More like like Cody Dumb shit. Woo! Oh, I'm raising the roof. Take that, Cody, old fucker. Yeah, I saw him out there uh, drinking, and I mean, I. I'm just a regular guy. I don't need to put on airs or buy the fancy, you know, uh, imported Budweisers. And I, I mean, I saw him with the Twelver, uh, but then you know, I just, I just went about my business. So I, I know he was drinking them. Okay. And I don't, I don't need no crazy, oh. uh, uh, I crazy. crazy. I ain't crazy. No, what no, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. Damn it, Crystal. Okay. I'm agreeing with See, you. See, that's what I'm talking about. I don't need, I don't, I mean, you You put a, a guy, you put a guy in a room with a 12-pack of bears and bears go away, who Who the hell needs a crazy okay. alien man for uh, that? Cody, Cody, come on up here on the stage. We'll get a, right, we'll get a right. chair for I'm you. Gonna, I'm going to sit next to Crystal. <laughs> <laughs>
Somebody, somebody, next to Crystal. somebody get him a chair in next here. To we'll get Cody up here well, we to, to talk Crystal. to us. All right. Hi, Crystal. Hey, Cody. Hey, y'all, y'all, y'all don't need to be saying hi so much. I can I'm, say hi to your cousin if I you want can say to. Hi. I mean, he's my cousin. You he's just my told family. me not to say hi to your cousin. I just what think you just watch how you're saying it. What am I supposed because to do? Because there's a lot of things in these situations that don't get interpreted properly because uh, emotions are running high because we're all afraid. He's so stupid. Of the wood snoot. There's a lot of wood snoot panic happening. All right, we'll start with the lie detector test. That's fine. Ain't uh, nobody can judge me. I'm taking a stand. All right. Bobby Ray. Yes, sir. We asked you if you saw the wood snoot take your beer. You answered yes. Yeah, I did. Hell yeah, I did. The lie detector determined that was a lie. Well, a lie detector is detecting its own lie. That's ridiculous. That's that's a feedback loop. Nobody put the... It's the red cable was not attached to the the, 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 the proper anchor and the nail. Bobby Ray, we also asked you uh-huh. at the time of the test, are you drunk currently? Yeah, that's right. You answered, yes, I am. Rebel yell. Woo-hoo! The lie detector determined that was the truth. Ah, damn it. I've never been more upset to be more inebriated in my life. Bobby Ray, we also asked you, did you cheat on your girlfriend with Brandy Glasswilder? What? No way. And your that answer... Brandy, everybody knows that that's a lie. Your answer was no. That's right. The lie detector determined that was a lie. Ooh. Oh, no, that thing, that's ridiculous. Everything that it says is like an opposite machine. It's like you put you put in an eight ball, you're going to get a cue ball back out. You put in an apple, it's just going to get an orange juice in your face. That is a ridiculous opposite machine. Now, before we read the forensic scientist's uh, results on the area that they took, let's see what an audience member has to say about this. Yeah, Mari, I just want to say I love the show. And listen... First off, Crystal Beth, or whatever the hell your name is, listen, I feel you, all right? You go, girl. You go, girl. Thank you, thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. And and second off, you better shut up, Bobby Ray. Listen, you better better shut up. You better support that woman you got and stop that drinking. Listen. If you uh, keep wearing pants and shoes like that, it's all coming from the 80s and you ain't getting no ladies. All right, and now we've got the test of the forensic scientists. My exoneration the is coming forthwith. Bobby Ray Tipton. Yeah, is, yes, sir. In the case... Of the Boone County Wood Snoot mm-hmm. stealing your beer. He is guilty. The scientists determined the Wood Snoot did not steal your beer because there is no such thing as a Boone County Wood Snoot. Oh, well, see, that is just liberal bias in the media. Oh, I can't believe it. Oh, you're so stupid. You are so stupid. I love you. I will go to my grave believing that the Boone County Wood Snoot took my Budweiser select. It took nine beers from my pocket. That was food out of my baby's mouth that I'm never going to see again. And I will fight it till I'm a dying breath because these colors don't run. Now, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I believe Cody has something something to say here. 
Bobby Ray, I didn't want it to come out like this, but, well, I guess I owe you nine Budweiser selects. I saw you asleep on your patio with them beers, and, well, I never had a, a fancy imported Budweiser before, so I, well, I tried one, and I didn't care for it, but then I got scared, and I buried the rest of them to get rid of the evidence. And then when I went back, these was gone. Somebody else dug them up, I reckon. Uh, I suppose it could have been a wood snoot would dug them back up, but I just don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll take that. I mean, I love you. We're family, and you owe me nine beers. You owe me nine beers, and we're going to get that damn wood snoot, which I think still has eight of them, now, one of which on. you took. Hang on, Bobby Ray. We, we've got one more piece of information here. Oh, While we were running these scientific sweet tests, sweet baby Jesus, we happened to do one more test. Why? On Crystal. That seems extraneous and unnecessary to the topic at hand. It turns out Crystal's pregnant. Woo! Bobby Ray, you are not the father. Damn it. The father's bat squatch. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us on the Maury Voynich Show. Next time, twins that ride chupacabras and how to deal with them when they have black-eyed kids. <laughs>